Okay, so. Um, we're recording. Start. Are you ready? I don't see the little symbol there. Oh, I'm not coming. Can we start? Are we good? Okay, now we're starting. So um, the energy of this chesed nefesh, this this being introspective, the end of Parshas Noach, we're discussing about yesterday. Um, as Zev was asking yesterday, it seems incongruous this idea of making a calculation of where we are spiritually at the end of the first week of the year seems a bit incongruous to the time that we're in now. We're in a very coming off the the wave the of the joyous time of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and some Torah, and having gone through this introspective time of Elul and, and Tishrei. Um, it, the, for the first half of Tishrei, it would seem that now we're we're riding the wave of of joy and going towards our mission in this world, with albeit in the flood of waters of financial concerns of Parshas Nayach. But on the other hand, it's supposed to be with with Simcha, as we learned in the beginning of this week. Jacob went, goes on his journey, but Jacob is told by God before going on his journey, "Do not be afraid, my servant Jacob." So, being introspective and focusing on where we're up to spiritually. Uh, seems to be incongruous with with where we're, where where our trajectory seems to supposed to be. Are we? Is it time for introspection now, or is it a time for going forward? So the truth is that Parshas Nayach is uniquely um, uh, placed towards a calculation of where we are with the intent of where we're going forward. I don't know if you heard uh, Dershowitz's um, talk this week, but one of the things he said was that the Rebbe honored uh, Jesse Helms, and he felt that Jesse Helms had done such horrible things, he didn't deserve to be honored. And he wrote a letter to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said to him something, to the effect that I don't remember the letter, this is how he quoted it, the Rebbe said that honoring someone is for the purpose of what they're going to do, not what they've done already. So in a similar way, they was said that the goal of honoring Jesse Helms was for what he's going to do. And, you'll, and we shall see, the Rebbe says, what he will do for Israel. And Alan Dershowitz uh, conceded that he was wrong and the Rebbe was right. And, uh, and that uh, Mitzvah Shem will, <laughs> will come around to other issues where he hasn't yet come around to as well. Anyway, so um, the point I'm trying to say is that you could make a cheshman and you could be introspective about where you are spiritually focusing on, on the past of where you've been and trying trying to go into the nitty-gritty of where you were and uh, be remorseful about it. And we're learning about yesterday that that the Cheshman Tzedek that is, Hashem is asking for us at this time of the year is, is, is a bit different. We're making a Cheshman Tzedek after a week of work in the world. That means it's not so much about the potential within us it's about where we're going. So that means a couple of things. Number one, the it's amazing. Sukkot is called a time of joy. On the other hand, Sukkot is called the time of Cheshben Avain. It's a time when sins begin to be counted. The reason why it says sins begin to be counted in Sukkot is because there's just no time to have before Sukkot. 
Yom Kippur till Sukkot, the Gemara says you're so busy with all the, the, the preparations for Sukkot, you, you have no time to do an Aveda. But Chajon Avedis also means a time for calculating sin. That means being introspective. So being introspective in ordinarily is something that's associated with bitterness. But the holiday of Sukkot tells us it's possible to have a calculation about where you are. And that calculation is done with joy. You're making a calculation of where you are, calculation of Avedis. You're, you're calculating all your Avedis. And although you're calculating your Avedis, instead of feeling terrible about your Avedis, that calculation makes you filled with joy. How so? How could that possibly be? So the answer is, is similar to the story of, of Rebbeinu Zibedichev, that uh, there was a guy in his town who was known to be terrible. And Rebbeinu Zibedichev went over to him and said, I want you to know that if you do tshuva with love, all your sins will become mitzvahs. Like, great! <laughs> great! I'll do a couple more. I have a couple more mitzvahs. So, of course, it doesn't really work that way, but because he was connected to such an incredible tzaddik, so he, that story has a happy ending. But the reason I'm mentioning this story is not that for us to try this at home, folks. Don't try this at home. It doesn't sound like it's a, something that, that could work for people of our caliber. However, there's something that we could, um, that we could, we could take a page from that story and apply it to ourselves. We were learning yesterday how... A chesma nefesh, a calculation of where you're up to spiritually, could be done with two kinds of energy. One is where you're focusing on the nitty-gritty, the words and the thoughts and the feelings that you're going through and trying to redirect them. Another way is you're trying to go to add in light, trying to learn better and daven better and be closer and feel closest to Hashem. Those are two kinds of ways you could be elevated. Focusing on what exactly am I thinking? What exactly am I saying? That's one way. Other way is, let me learn a mimer. Let me go to a higher place. So there's an advantage of each of these kinds of energy. If I'm going to be very introspective into the details, I may be trying to lift myself up by pulling my hair. I may be, I may be focusing with, with, with only a minimal amount of energy. I'm not going to really ascend to where I could get to. On the other hand, if I try to, you know, fly away when they, in the mimer I'm learning and the daven that I'm doing, I may totally forget about my uh, obnoxious self and remain the same obnoxious self I've always been. So what, what, what should I do? Srebbe so says you have to have both energies. You have to, on the one hand, add light to your life. You have to, on the one add a lot of light. And little light pushes away a lot of darkness. Certainly a lot of light pushes away a lot of darkness. But you have to also... From the perspective of the higher light feeling, you have to then look at where you are and make sure that your words and actions and thoughts are in sync to where you, where that mimer is, where that davening is. Try to try to go to that higher place and bring everything in you with with you there. Take it all with you. Just imagine. My, my great aunt, Rachel Pinsonol, I know where she got this from. She told me once, the Rebbe said, Mashiach will come. Uh, how we know Mashiach is here? She, she said that the Rebbe said once that it'll be so sweet, it'll, so, it'll be so geschmack, the air will be so so pleasant, so so enjoyable, so so wonderful, without even seeing anything else, we'll know Mashiach is here, just because of the goodness and sweetness in the air. So, Imagine having feeling that goodness and sweetness of the air of the coming of Mashiach, and then 
from that perspective, you're looking at what are you saying, what are you doing, and you, you want everything to be in a higher place, you want to be, be there with Mashiach, you want to be there in Yerushalayim, you're you, you, you ready to let go of everything. So that's on the one hand, it's with his higher energy. On the other hand, it's not leaving ourselves behind, not leaving the details behind. And that's why another point is, Parshas Neach, as we're learning about the, the flood and the descent of mankind, just like in the story of Levitz and that descent of this person led to an ascent. His sins turned into mitzvahs. We have to also realize ourselves, although we shouldn't try what that man did, but we are in a similar situation in the sense that wherever we are, we're guided by Hashem's hand. And therefore, even the descent that we're making by our own volition are also, we have to realize, we have to make a calculation, why is Hashem bringing us to this place? It's only because Hashem wants us to bring, it to, bring us to a higher place. And it's, it's a hard thing to, to, to recognize because we're hardwired to believe that we're, all, that we're always running the show and that our mistakes are totally ours. And we have to own up to them, we have to be responsible, and that's all true. But it's also guided by Hashem's hand, and even the descents are guided by Hashem's hand, and therefore it's always leading towards something higher. In God's world, there's no such thing as a descent. It's always a descent for the purpose of an ascent. So making a calculation of where you are spiritually should also include that even the descent that has happened to each of us spiritually is coupled with also the recognition that it's there for a higher purpose. And that's why... Sukkot is a time of our joy, and it's also a time of calculation. How can they both be together? How could calculation be time of time of joy? And the answer is, the calculation that you're making is you're realizing that whatever is happening to you is for the purpose of reaching a higher place spiritually. They have actually said in this in this talk um, that we're learning now that we're not yet used to saying tachlum. Tachlum is something we're not used to. Like yesterday, the chazan. <laughs> yes, the chazan. After finishing Shona Esrei, he says, "Is there a chazan here? Like, <laughs> we're not used to this. This is not the regular thing. There must be some some way of getting out of this thing. Like, what what's this doing here? Is there a chazan around? So there was no chazan at the setachem. We're not used to it. So the idea of not being used to saying tachem spiritually means that we're still in an elevated, higher, joyous state. Coming from all these holidays, and the emphasis of our teshuva." is tshuva ilah, higher tshuva. This is also the theme of what Shabbos is about. And Shabbos, as we learned yesterday, you're not supposed to cry. Shabbos is, has the same letters as the word which means to return. Shabbos is about tshuva ilah. In the language of the Zohar, Shabbos is about istabkus rucha berucha. So the cleaving of spirit to spirit, cleaving our, ourselves to Hashem in Torah and prayer. And from that higher perspective of Shabbos, with joy, we're supposed to elevate and, and think about what has happened this week and bring it to, to, the, to a Shabbistic place, to bring it to a place where it's supposed to be. The Rebbe then goes on to talk about where we are in history. After discussing our own personal introspection and how it has to be with joy, Rebbe says this is emphasized more because of the time that we're in in history. The previous Rebbe announced that already we have polished all the buttons that need to be polished for Mashiach's coming, before Mashiach comes. So we're ready for Mashiach to come. So making a calculation of where we are spiritually has to lead us to the conclusion that immediately Mashiach has to come. And although I know myself, 
every person knows themselves that there are things that they need to rectify that doesn't contradict, God forbid, the testimony of the previous Rebbe, that everything is ready for Mashiach. Because if previous Rebbe is talking about the Jewish people collectively, all that we've done throughout history is sufficient in order to be ready for the coming of Mashiach. So whatever has to happen for for Mashiach's coming has already been finished. And there is no explanation at all why Mashiach hasn't come yet. Any low logical explanation. And therefore, if I am missing something in my personal life, people always use the expression, if only this would happen, then Mashiach will come. It's wrong. Nebuchadnezzar says, if, although there are many people that have all kinds of deficiencies, that's only personal and practical things that need to be rectified, but they're not at all logically connected to coming Mashiach because the Jewish people are ready for the coming Mashiach. The previous Rebbe said that all the buttons that need to happen are polished already. So, if the Jewish people are ready as a whole, and I'm and I, I have my shoelace on tights, okay, so I have to fix my shoelace. But I shouldn't think the Mashiach can come because I haven't tied my shoelace spiritually. In other words, the Jewish people are like one body. So a body has 248 limbs, 365 veins, and so we're all there. The limbs are there, the veins are there spiritually and physically. And although there was, there is a one specific part of the body of the Jewish people as a whole that uh, needs to be rectified, there's some ailment, there's some, let's say, there's a headache in one in one particular part of the body, um, so th- which has to be healed through a quick medicine, as the Torah says that God gives permission to a doctor to heal, especially in the context that we're discussing. The Gemara says that teshuva brings healing to the world. Um, and the Gemara says further that, that when you do teshuva, not only does it fix the ailment, but it causes the ailment should have been as if it never was there in the first place. So that's one, that's, so there's one specific, there's a headache, but that doesn't mean the Jewish people aren't ready as a whole for the great Mashiach. And if this was true in the time of the Friedrich Rebbe's lifetime in this world, how much more so after I have decades have passed, and it's already been, when the Rebbe said this talk, 40 years since the previous Rebbe's passing. And the Torah says that after 40 years, Jewish people being in the desert, God gave the Jewish people eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to know. In a similar way, after 40 years of effort of Torah mitzvahs, certainly we're all standing ready for the coming of Mashiach. And especially that we've now come from the month of Tishrei, which the word Tishrei the same letters as the word racist, which which means beginning. Tishrei includes within it the energy of the entire year. So we're now finishing the week and we're entering Shabbos. And Shabbos is connected to Geula. And especially if we're talking about Shabbos afternoon, which is especially associated the with Mashiach, as it says in the Torah, the third meal that we have on Shabbos is associated with the third of our patriarchs, Yaakov, it's associated with the third redemption, the third base of Migdash. And we're preparing to read in the Torah the words, go out from your land, go to land that God will show us. God is empowering every single one of us and all of us to go out of the Golis and to go to Geula and go with Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha means 
many things, but it also means go, it's a double expression of movement, which indicates how to go fast. And the ultimate speed is accomplished through the clouds God will send to take us out of Gala. So everything's ready for Mashiach to come, and the, the amount of truth that has to be done for Mashiach to come is done already. And the only thing we need now is Mashiach himself. That's where Achaj Nefesh has to lead us to. Achaj Nefesh has to lead us to that it's time for Mashiach to come. And this is directly connected to what we're, we're going to do, God willing, on Saturday night, Kiddush Lavana. God promised Noach this week's parasha that the seasons will continue, the day and night will continue, and uh, the way Hashem made the world is that the moon was at first complete, the same size as the sun, and then the moon complained to the God that we can't have two kings with uh, one crown. So instead of diminishing the sun, who didn't complain, God diminished the moon. And the moon is the source of our calendar. Our calendar follows the moon. The moon's waxing and waning every month expresses how the Jewish people also uh, grow and descend higher and lower. And Kabbalistically, the moon receives the light of the sun. And earlier on in this talk, we were learning about how there is... The, the sun represents revelation of Yudkevavke, and the moon re- represents the re- receiving that light of Yudkevavke. So, how much light, light we receive is associated with the size of the moon. When the moon is full, it's a full light of the Jewish people. That's why all of our holidays are associated with the 15th of the month. The f- 15th is not just a full light of the moon, it's a full light of the Jewish people. So, Kiddush Lavana, there is a renewal of the moon, it says in the tour that a Kiddush Shavana is supposed to be done with tremendous joy, like a wedding. Why like a wedding? Because the renewal of the moon is a sign that Hashem will renew the Jewish people. He'll make the moon full again when Mashiach will come. And he'll bring the full revelation of Yud Kevavok, the full revelation of Godliness in the, in, the, in the sphere of Malchus, which is compared to the moon, the, into, the, into the world, into God's animating energy for creation, will receive this infinite energy from Yudke Vavke. That's what Mashiach is about. So that's why there's such a joy in Kiddush Lavana, because Kiddush Lavana is about the renewal of light, the Jewish people, the coming of Mashiach. Kiddush Lavana is sort of like a, a, a celebrating the coming of Mashiach. And that's why in Kiddush Lavana we say the words, Dov HaMelech Yisroch Um So Kiddush Lavana basically... Uh, indicates how just like the moon gets smaller and smaller and then there's a renewal, so the moon represents how the Jewish people go into Gullus, they go into exile, and they lose their light, and they're going lower and lower, and yet Hashem makes a renewal afterwards. But the goal of all the descents in history of the Jewish people, different hardships that we've experienced, it's only in order that we should reach the coming of Mashiach. And that even in this lowly world, where there's no world lower than this world, there's greater, there's greatest concealment of godliness, in this place there should be the revelation of the light of Hashem, revelation of God's essence, and through this there should be Necha Derucha, 
the nachas ruach, the satisfaction of Hashem, that his desire of making a home for himself is fulfilled. So when we're making a calculation that Mashiach is supposed to come, and all we need is Mashiach, and everything's ready for Mashiach, this should bring us to be very careful to do Kiddush Havana in the best way. Because Kiddush Havana is about greeting the Shekhinah, it's about Dov Melchizor Chayvakayim, as we announce Kiddush Havana, it's about the coming of Mashiach. And that means practically that when we do Kiddush Havana, we should wear beautiful clothing. We should, we should do this in, in, in a public way, in a, in a, in a way that, that brings lots of people together. And although some places there says weren't so careful to do this in public because they were afraid of, of um, anti-Semitism, uh, but it's, it's, it's important to try to do this in a public way and also do this in the right time. Halachically, there are different situations that may call for Kishavana being done a different night than Saturday night, depending on if it's a winter season, and etc., and if the moon will, will be seen or not because of the rain, etc. But the main thing is, Kiddush Havana should be done with a special intent to speed in the coming of Mashiach. By, as we do in Kiddush Havana, we ask for Hashem to bring us Mashiach. So may Hashem help that even before we do Kiddush Havana of the month of Mark we should, and we just are, um, the Rebbe says, We've just read, we're about to read, I'm sorry, they're ever saying this in Shabbos afternoon. We're about to read the words, Hashem is announcing to every Jew to go out of your land and go to the land that will show you, to go to our holy land, because Hashem has given the land of Israel to the Jewish people, the entire land of Israel, including the lands that were never given to the Jewish people before, Kenny, Kenizek, and Meni. So we should merit to go to Yushalayim and there, to have the perfection of Kiddush Lavana and greet the Shekhinah, and Hashem will be revealed to us, as a Pasuk says, Yerah Elokim Metziyin, Elokim will be revealed, another Pasuk says, Yerah Pti Hashem Adon Havayah, Revelation Yukivavke, and the Rebbe concluded the Sicha with saying Hashem Hu Elokim seven times. So the point is, in a nutshell, that uh, our calculation has to be done with joy, and the main the rest of our calculation is it's time for the Mashiach to come. And therefore, our Kiddush Lavana, which is about greeting Mashiach, should be done with extra care. And in general, our, our, uh, our behavior has to mirror how we're supposed to be in a moment when, when Mashiach will come. Anyways, thank you for joining. Have a good one. Good Shabbos. Thank you, Rabbi.